Good morning, fam. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, I hope that you have enjoyed your week. It is supposed to be beautiful, at least here in Michigan for a couple of days this week. So I hope that you are really soaking that all up. Be sure to like this podcast if you like it. Share with someone close to you. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. What that does is it helps other people who may also like this content see this content. It can also help you as when I post a new episode or show right up in your feed so you can listen to it whenever and wherever I fit in your rotation. Uh, This series that we are in this week is called Character Traits. It is a series that is focusing on us so that way we can get our minds right, our minds together. Um, And when we have our minds right and together, everything else follows. So if you haven't heard the previous episodes uh, in this series, I will encourage you uh, whenever you get a chance to go back and listen to those uh, those episodes. I hope that it definitely helps you. Uh, today, though, we are talking about anxiety. Now, I am not a doctor or an expert, so I'm going to say a few things here that will be way off the mark if you have a chemical imbalance and you take medication or anything of that sort. But the goal here for both us with the chemical imbalance and those of us who just get anxious at some point is to redirect your brain a little and figure out some ways to mitigate what is impacting, I believe, our entire society at large right now. You know, anxiety is actually a good thing. Yes, indeed, I said it. it it's true. Those anxious thoughts that uh, that you may have, those kind of thoughts is what kept your ancestors alive. <laughs> you know, it was the difference between being uh, between eating and being eaten. Uh, the struggle with our generation, of course, today is managing those anxious thoughts because we don't have uh, those kind of worries, right? Our ancestors had to worry about lions, tigers, and bears, right? We don't have those kind of worries anymore. But guess what? The mechanics, the things that enable that are definitely still there, you know, because, you know, we're still human. And uh, it gets worse with the kind of the things that we deal with uh, today. You know, I grew up uh, going to public school. We had peer pressure. Uh, in school. And, and the thing about peer pressure is that, you know, it was there. People tried to get you to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. It could be something good. It could be something bad. But there was always somebody there to pressure you in school. You know, the thing about peer pressure, though, is that it was only there while you were in school. You could go home and escape peer pressure. So kids who would do bad things in school wouldn't ever do that at home because there's no one there to pressure them. Well, the kids today they've got social media so there's no separation between them and uh, the folks who are pressuring them to do certain things uh, because of social media Um, I grew up at a time where we had fist fighting right if you wanted to fight somebody you know we meet you at the bus stop meet you after school at the park or you know meet you on your way home to your mama's car you know (laughs) whatever the case may be uh, there was fist fighting The, the fist fight will happen and if you run from the fist fight after school today Um, then I promise you uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. We'll catch you at some point in the future. But that fist fight is happening. Nowadays, of course, we don't even fist fight. It's hard to get a, and everybody know, I watch YouTube, okay? It's hard to get a good fist fight anymore 
because everybody want to bring out their guns. Everybody want to bring out their weapons. People uh, have resorted, you know, from uh, the, the bully used to just, you know, cry, go home, take depression medication, go to counseling, uh, and then come to school, you know, two years later, three years later with 50 more pounds and, you know, maybe five more inches and just beating up everybody. Just, just you know, they used to just be uh, knocking people over the head for no reason. Well, now they come back with guns. Uh, there was a um, a seventh grader, I think, here in Grand Rapids. A seventh grader showed up to school with a loaded gun. Now, of course, they didn't tell us why the seventh grader did it. But um, when I was in seventh grade, I didn't think about taking a loaded gun to school unless I intended to, you know, harm someone. Uh, but it's crazy. You know, people, uh, our, our world is just getting crazier and crazier. And then the thing is, though, our, our brains are designed to look out for that danger. It scans, according to one research report, it scans the room every three seconds for danger. Every three seconds, your brain scans the room looking for danger. And that's even as you get older and this hyperactive belief and expectation of the negative things just help to raise your anxiety. You're looking out for danger. You're constantly on the fence trying to figure out where danger lies. And then not only that, but you start thinking about it, you start imagining it. And these negative things is what helps to, to raise your anxiety. You know, I have never been anxious about singing. I have, as, I have always known that, all right, I've got that gift. Even if I didn't admit it to myself at the time, I've always known I had the gift. But my anxiety goes through the roof whenever I am somewhere new, right? Because I'm scared I'm going to hit the wrong note or my voice will crack. Ooh. I, I have cringed at some people whose voice has cracked on stage and it sends my anxiety through the roof when I'm in a new place. Uh, you know, I, I don't know these people. I'm in a new location. I don't know the sound people. Right. It gives me anxiety. I, I, I refuse to go down the steep slope, <laughs> not because it's steep. OK, here here's the one very unrealistic thing that I believe. So I just think here's what I imagine. I'm just going to be like going down a steep slope, like a hill or something perfectly and in order. Okay. Very fashionable, smelling good, looking good. You know how I do. And I'm just going to trip over the smallest rock in the world. It's going to be the smallest rock in a world. It's going to be a pebble from the sky. I'm going to trip over that pebble. And then I'm just going to roll down this steep slope on my way to my very painful and slow death. That's what I think. And that's why I can't walk up and down the mountain because it's gonna be me. And the thing is, I know that it has never happened before. The likelihood of that happening is very slim to know. There are thousands, millions of people who have climbed mountains, who have climbed hills, who have never done that. And I just think, you know what? It's gonna be me. I'm gonna be the first one. On my tombstone, it's gonna be, he was the first one to ever die this way. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's unrealistic but of course my imagination is is real to me and that's the thing your imagination can be the fuel to your anxiety i believe that we are created by god the creative being and we are created in his image which means that we are also creative beings and our creativity has expanded the world and brought the world closer together at the same time 
the same species, humans, that came up with atomic bombs that can wipe away hundreds of thousands of people is also the same species who come up with vaccines and medicines and products to not only save hundreds of thousands, but to extend the life expectancy of generations to come. But when you imagine negative things, or I should say this in a different way, when you create unrealistic false and destructive scenarios in your head that you then feed into and act upon, then and there lies the issue. That is the problem. Your imagination, those thoughts, those things that that you can think about that you just drum up can send your anxiety through the roof. And the thing is, they are usually negative. They are usually negative and they are usually nine times out of 10 false. They're unrealistic. They're false. They're not true. Uh, Low, very low probability. Uh, It's amazing how uh, when the lotto numbers get high, you know, they say, well, the the lotto, the the jackpot is at $2 billion. Everybody going out buying lotto tickets. Because we have faith that, you know, maybe maybe that could be us that win. <laughs> maybe, maybe it could be us. <laughs> and what's crazy is that, 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 that the same thing happens in reverse. When we have a negative thought, when we have a negative idea, when, when we put ourselves down, it can be even worse. We can buy into it like it's a lotto. We, we can continue to buy into that idea as if it will be true and we will act don't play with me today because I played the lotto and I might win that $2 billion. And, okay, um, we, we we go to work. Look, boss, I just want to let you know, I, I like you. I actually like you. you. You're the first boss that I actually like up in this job. But when I hit that jackpot, I'm gone. Don't call me. I won't be here. I'm gone. We feed into that as if it's true. And it's at this intersection that I want to give you a couple of things that have helped me overcome my anxiety and live a free life. Now, I would prefer you rewire, but that's very difficult. (laughs) And it's not helpful in a lot of instances. If God, your creator, didn't want you to have a limbic system, which is, you know, where your automatic or knee-jerk reactions come from, he wouldn't have designed you for that. You are the creation. And so, hey, you can go buy boobs, lips, hair, sides, everything else, but you can't recreate what has already been created. You can redesign the house, but you can't change the nature of electricity. It is what it is. What you can change, though, are your thoughts. What helped me is to get my thoughts under control. If you are a Bible reader, and I feel like I'm preaching already, so I'm just I'm gonna just go there. If you're a Bible reader, the good book says to take thoughts that are higher than God under captivity. This is not just the pride and boastfulness of man the scripture is saying here. The text is implying that if God be true, he must be exalted. And any thought that does not align itself with the truth, that is, what is godly and according to his word, anything that does not align itself with the truth is a lie. The objective here is not that you will stop thinking it, although that will be ideal, The objective is that you won't find yourself thinking, which leads to actions, on things that are not true. How much time have I wasted? How much time have you wasted 
acting according or acting in line with scenarios and thoughts that are not reality. The good book says to bring those thoughts under captivity, bring them under subjection. Secondly, what helped me get rid of anxiety is speaking truth to whatever scenario I created in my head. One of my old mentors used to say, if truth wasn't powerful and empowering, then why so many lies? It is amazing how much you can do and how much you can overcome and how much you can be at peace when there is truth. T.D. Jake said that the final frontier of freedom is your thoughts. Really good message, by the way. Really good message. He said that the final frontier of freedom is your thoughts. Everyone, everything is after your thoughts. Cable news, newspaper, everybody is after your thoughts, pushing propaganda in an effort to sway your opinion to whatever suits them the most. The line between agreeing with someone and being influenced by someone is becoming increasingly difficult to see. This is a side note. Agreeing with you implies that I have done research and I, through ample research and conversation, have drawn the same conclusion. Being influenced is what happens when I just believe what you say. And I repeat that as if it's true under the guise that I agree. <laughs> so 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 we gravitate to our echo chambers. We gravitate to the news that feed us our own biases. We gravitate to the, 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 the people, the community, the conversations that feed into our own bias under the guise that we agree, agree but we don't agree because we haven't done research. We haven't had conversations with people who don't think like us. We haven't drawn the same conclusion. We have only taken what was said as truth, what made us feel good as truth. And we have simply repeated the lie that we have already been told. We have been influenced. We have been influenced. And so uh, when you speak truth to, to what is in your head, when you speak truth to what is causing you to think and to overthink, when you speak truth, it is there that you will find freedom and much less anxiety. I'm afraid to walk through a spider web at night. <laughs> I, I, listen, it has happened many times. I go for walks in the middle of the night uh, and it has happened many times. I, I walk through a spider just out there, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to get, get prepared get the table set for his breakfast and here go here go Lawrence on schedule just walking through all of the hard work he had to do and so now I'm going home I'm itching I got spider web everywhere and I'm trying to get it you know how hard it is trying to get it up especially when it's hot and you sweating and it's just sticking to uh it's just nasty I though am not afraid of a rhino charging me when I walk out my front door not because it's impossible but the truth is, is that it's very unlikely speaking truth to those negative thoughts will help to decrease your anxiety. And that's where I leave you today. Anxiety is something that we are all having to deal with, even if we don't all deal with it in the same way or with the same intensity. So I encourage you to start with two things this week. Number one, get your thoughts under control. You can't allow them to run rampant. 
Pastor Keon Henderson says that people who overthink think on thoughts and people who think on thoughts have become detached from reality. You have to take control of your thoughts, even if it means turning off negative things for a week or two weeks. Side note, uh, you know, I love politics and following the news. And I, I used to watch the news every day for at least an hour a day, at least an hour a day. Um, then one day as a challenge, uh, I just stopped. I didn't, I didn't watch any news. And I remember the first couple of days I felt like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on in the world. I feel stupid. I, f- I felt like everything's coming to attack me. And then eventually I just got to a point where I was just at peace. I was just at peace. I didn't, I didn't have more reasons to hate people. <laughs> I, I didn't have more reasons to dislike my neighbor. Um, and controlling my thoughts in that scenario became much easier because I just I wasn't filling my head with garbage anymore. So I didn't have the garbage to deal with. I didn't have to clean up all that garbage. I didn't have to sort it out. Uh, so it was easier to be able to take control, control of my thoughts. So maybe you just got to get away from the negative people. You got to get away from the negative things. Secondly, speak truth. Truth is the best antidote. It doesn't travel as fast as a lie. And it is not usually pretty (laughs) it's it's, it's definitely not as pretty as an alternative fact and i'm using air quotes there but it is solid ground you can depend on thank you so much once again for tuning in this week and every week i hope you come back next week as we continue in our series character traits have a good week